To promote my new flower shop, I had one place print my business cards, another print my brochures, and a third, my signs. Now my roses aren't red, my violets aren't blue, my geraniums look dead, and I don't know what to do. Staples can help your business stand out with signs, banners, and brochures that are a true reflection of your company. And now with Staples, spend $50 or more on print and marketing services and get $5 off your next in-store purchase. Now my business is blossoming and I'm spending less green. Exclusions apply. In-store only. And 62318. <clears throat> Welcome, Cyclone fans, to another edition of the Wide Right Natty Light Podcast. Since our last recording, the basketball team has rattled off three straight wins football team secured their seventh win of the season. Both teams are back in action on Saturday when the football team travels to Kansas State and basketball hosts Western Illinois. Tonight we've got a very special guest for you. We're going to bring in here in just a minute uh, former Cyclone Naz Mitru Long. Uh, first, I'm going to bring in uh, my partner and co-host Levi. Uh, Levi, how are you doing tonight? I am doing fantastic. Perfect. Well, we've got Naz Mitru Long on the phone here. And if you can, <laughs> if you can hear that, he's uh, he's in his car on his way to the gym, as as only Naz would be. We've known Naz for his work ethic, uh, in and out of the gym, uh, and being a good cyclone. Now he's a, a Salt Lake uh, City star. Naz, how's life as a as a professional basketball player? It's uh it's going good. Yeah, first and foremost, sorry about that little GPS situation there. I am headed to the gym. Um, but it, it's going good, man. The community is very welcoming. Um, we haven't um, had the most success as a team yet as far as the season. We're still looking to get our first win. Um, but, you know, there's a lot of moving parts, and we have a great management. And I'm happy to be a part of the Utah Jazz organization with the Stars and um, I'm, I'm, I've been put in a situation to kind of grow as far as being more of a point guard and uh, uh, more of a combo guard. So, I mean, no complaints this way, just just learning and developing at the next level. Right now you're averaging 14 points, five rebounds uh, a game, which is, which is pretty impressive at the professional level. Uh, you mentioned you're going into the gym to, to work on your game. What is an average day on the life of a professional basketball player look, you know, without having to go to go to class now and worry about uh, all the things that came along with being a student athlete, uh, just being able to focus on your craft. What's, what's it look like when you get up in the morning to game and, and things like that? Well, yeah. Um, you know, now I have the luxury of uh, not having to wake up and go to class, you know, no shots to any schools or anything like that. Everybody's take education serious, but, uh, you know, waking up and, and having my mind set on, on just going to the gym is something I can't complain about. I wake up at about, you know, 8 o'clock every day um, and, and get get some breakfast going and whatnot, head on the bus to the team bus to the gym, um, you know, get our get our activations and our treatment done before practice, um, practice for about an hour and a half, two hours. Then I get, obviously, my, my extra work in after practice as well, my shots, my, my ball handling and whatnot. Then uh, on top of that, you know, we'll always have film segments and, and guys that, you know, I, I sit with are, are the coaches and, and we break down some things from last game and so forth. So, I mean, you're in the gym for a good three and a half hours in the morning every day. And then, uh, you know, the day goes on. I'm watching more basketball, breaking down things on how I can be- uh, get better studying other players. And then around this time, you know, after I eat and whatnot, um, I head back to the gym to get some more reps up. So that's that's basically my typical day. Sounds good. This summer, 
Wherever you're heading in the great outdoors, make your first stop the Home Depot for off deep woods or active sweat-proof bug spray. Right now, get any three for just 10 bucks in your backyard or in the woods. If it's long-lasting protection you want or sweat-proof performance you need, when off goes on, bugs go away. Stock up now on off deep woods or active bug spray, three for just 10 bucks. Only at the Home Depot. More saving, more doing while supplies last. So you mentioned a little bit, uh, you know, doing the point guard combo guard because you know coming out of high school you were kind of the combo guard thing, played some point, played some two guard. Then as you kind of got going on, got your three point shot going, uh, you kind of it seemed like you kind of more were like a two guard type thing. Um, now is that is that something is that where like the Jazz organization is that where they see you being kind of the uh, more of a two or a combo guard? Are they going to try to kind of transition you into being uh, like a true point guard? Um, well, I, I like the fact that you said, you know, the two guard type thing, um, you know, because I mean, it, it's kind of like we're in a, we're in a time in an era of basketball where there's no real positions as far as guards mm-hmm. go. Um, you know, you, you got, for example, the Portland trailblazers, I mean, CJ McCollum, um, in the eyes of, of, you know, somebody that doesn't really know basketball like that, they would say he's not a point guard or, you know what I'm saying? He can't do things right. like he's not a traditional point guard, but I mean, there's no difference when he brings up the ball and initiates the offense or, you know, when, when Dame is out, I mean, he has the ball and is kind of doing things like that. So, I mean, we're in a time where you just have to be a good guard. You have to be able to shoot it mm-hmm. at this level and uh, you, you have to be able to create for others. And, um, you know, me, I'm not typically a natural point guard, but I'm, I'm looked at as the Jazz and as the Stars as somebody who needs to be able to initiate offense when need be, guard that position, the one and the two. And then when I need to play off, you use my shooting abilities to – you know, help, uh, you know, create the offense and, and make everything more smooth and more more natural. So, I mean, I'm just working on me being a good combo guard. That's kind of how everybody sees me. Yeah, I like that, too, because a little bit – that, that was one of the things I enjoyed when you were when you were playing at Iowa State is when, like, you and Monte and, and Matt uh, were all on the floor is that all three of you were, were comfortable bringing it up. And I think that was a big advantage for us is when you have basically – you have three guys that could play a point guard role or can play an off or play an off guard role. Um, that was so. I, I'm glad that they, they uh, that they kind of have you doing the same thing because I think that's that seems like that'd be a really, that's a really good spot for your game. I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah like you said, I mean, I, I'm always about you know winning, and it's kind of tough right now. I'm losing a little bit of sleep at the fact that our record's not great by any means. Mm-hmm. But with that being said, it's going to come around and. I'm, I'm happy I'm in a place where, where these guys believe in me and they're working on my development um, as much as anything. Mm-hmm. Um, but with that being said, I have to, you know, find ways to get us these wins uh, alongside these guys. Man, we have the talent for it, but we just got to get it done. Naz, last week, uh, for the, the first time I think probably ever, uh, you went you were on opposite teams uh, from George Niang, your former teammate and roommate. Talk us through what was that like uh, playing against George? I know you, you've played many a pickup game against him, gone against him in practice, but uh, seeing him in a different uniform than, than you for the first time, how was that? And were you guys able to hang out before or after the game and, and catch up? Yeah, um, you know, uh, George and I's relationship is, is no secret. You know, everybody knows uh, we're college roommates for four years. Um, you know, that's the friends, man. That's my brother right there. Um, and nothing has changed. I mean, the night before the game, we, we went out to eat. Uh, the day of, we were hanging out before. And then 
you know, saw him after the game. Um, but seeing him on opposite team, uh, on the A opposite team was was an interesting thing, man. Because I mean, you get into your game mode and you get locked in, and then you know George is goofy as he is, man. He's always trying to make you laugh, and I've had a couple times. Um, but you know, it, when we get on the court and, and the ball was tipped and and we're running through our offenses, man. And I mean, there was one time he came up and tried to block me. I know George is not known for going to block shots, but he seen me and felt like he had a an extra boost on his vertical and. Uh, you know, it, it, it was competitive, just as always. I mean, that's what made us good friends and brothers is because we're very competitive. And uh, it, seeing us on opposite teams, uh, it was interesting at first, but as, a, as the flow and the, the nature of the game went, I mean, we were just, you know, going at it. But it, it was a cool experience. It was definitely something that uh, I'm going to cherish, and I'm looking forward to doing it again soon. Man, George was scary enough on a 6-inch vertical. I wonder, I wonder what he looked like on a 12-inch. <laughs> Yeah, man, that's what I'm saying, man. He went up there to beat my shot up. It was crazy, man. I thought we were friends, but uh, that might have put a little dent in it right there. Yeah. Now, uh... So, George returned. Uh, yeah, go ahead. George, George made his, his homecoming, if you will, uh, to Des Moines just last Sunday. Uh, looking at the schedule, you guys are going to go to Wells Fargo Arena on Friday, December 8th. I know Central Iowa isn't isn't home necessarily to you, but after being there for four or five years, uh, you kind of talked about uh, the different newspapers, things like that, about how it became a, a second home to you. Uh, what's that going to be like returning to Central Iowa, where I'm, where I'm sure there's going to be loads of Iowa State fans in attendance uh, to see you play just like there were Sunday for George? Um, it, I've had that game circled on the calendar from the second that our uh, – our season, uh, our schedule came out. Um, there's no lie or, or nothing to that. Um, you know, I've been looking forward to that from the second I signed with the Jazz and with the Stars, basically. Um, for one, I get to be there for the Iowa-Iowa State uh, basketball game in Hilton. Um, that's exciting. And then, two, I get to play in Des Moines. Um, you know, just, just being even in Sioux Falls, I know what type of trip that is from Ames. I mean, it was crazy. My teammates were kept, kept on making jokes in the layup line on how much support I had. I mean, you look left and right, and there was a bunch of Cyclone fans in the, in the crowd, even some Iowa fans who were trying to chirp back and forth, but, you know, we put a mute on those guys. And um, <laughs> it, it, was, it, it, it was great, though. It was great to, to see the support. And when I come back to Des Moines, man, I'm going to, you know, try and spread the word as much as I can. And I'm looking forward to just being around the Cardinal and, and goal because, um, you know, I, I said a couple times it's the second home, but, I mean, there, there's no difference between Ames and, you know, Mississauga to me. Um, you know, those four to five years was, The man, you know, it influenced me to become who I am today. And without Ams, I don't know who I'd be. So, uh, you know, it's definitely home to me. That's that's good to hear because I mean, obviously, I mean, I, I, it's a little. I'm a little bit biased, obviously, being a member of the of the Cyclone fan base. Um, but I, I really think it's. I, I think I, I would say fans in general. I think they treat everybody like family. But I mean, I think player. I think a lot of former players can would agree too that we, you know, it's, it's not just, you know, you're a member, you're not just an Iowa state alum. You're not just, you know, a former cyclone player. I mean, you're truly part of, of the Iowa state family. And if you were, if you, if your car broke down someplace in the middle of Iowa and you went over there, somebody would help you out. Yeah. Yeah. No, complete. I completely agree. And, um, you know, during my time at Iowa state, I didn't get on Twitter and tweet too much and stuff like that. But now that I'm gone, 
I kind of use my Twitter to show, you know, my appreciation um, for the fans and, and, and for the teams and whatnot because, uh, you know, now that I'm alumni, um, it's like nothing has changed. You know, the support is still there, and I'm still in contact with a bunch of people from Ames, and um, that's what makes Ames and Iowa so special. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Um, so one one thing I actually did want to ask about too, because I mean, obviously, no, no secret there, you played under against you know played under Fred and and uh, Steve Prom or Jeff Prom as he's known now. Uh, <laughs> yeah. what, what, so what what like what, I guess kind of compare and contrast those. You know what were what was what the Steve Prom practice look like in comparison to a Fred Hoiberg practice? You know how do how do they differ? Um. Well, I mean, it's it's pretty black and white as far as offense and defense. Um, mm-hmm. You know, Fred kind of believed in shooting the three and and so forth and uh, getting buckets and whoever scores more is going to win the game. And, uh, you know, Coach Prom, I, I don't know if uh, he'd agree with me, but I think it's safe to say that if uh, you hold the other team to zero and you score two points, I mean, you win the game as well. So, um, you know, he had a bunch of his fair share of defensive drills that he beat in our head, uh, Coach Prom did. And, uh, you know, it was for the better. It was what – that those two groups that he had under his belt uh, needed, um, or else, you know, we don't know if we'd be as successful. And uh, Coach Fred, uh, you know, had more, uh, I'd say, offensive power as far as depth goes on the bench and um, the players he had and and so forth. So, I mean, it was just more of an offensive emphasis with Coach uh, Fred and more of a defensive emphasis with uh, Coach Prone. But with that being said, though, um, you know, they both had their balances. I know people say that uh, – you know, Coach Fred didn't believe in any defense, but that 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 wasn't true. And uh, I know Coach Poem has his great offensive schemes. That if you pay attention to the team he has right now, um, he uses the exact same plays that we used, uh, minus you know a couple of things when he had George. But um, he he has his fair share of offense as well. So I guess another another kind of key there too is uh, I was actually lucky enough to be at Iowa State in Fred's first year, so I actually was in person to see a good chunk of your career, and. Uh, one, well, I guess one thing I noticed, uh, I, whether it was, you know, an actual cause and effect type thing, but it seemed like uh, your ability to take it to the to to really attack the rim and be a really outstanding finisher at the rim. I think it seemed like it took a big jump when when Steve came in. Was that just kind of, you know, right time, right place? Did he did he kind of help you out with that, or was that just something you've always been working on, or? I just I just trying to figure out kind of why that that jump happened or the perceived jump, anyways. Um, I don't mean to sound uh, ignorant or or conceited or anything like that, but um, coming into to college into Iowa State, uh, you know, I did finish at the rim and I did create plays for others and things like that. That was my role mm-hmm. when I was in yep. high school. And uh, yep. when I got to Iowa State, uh, we had, you know, those roles covered. And uh, it right. was just simple. My sophomore year, Coach Fred said, look, man, we need you to be a catch-and-shoot player. And we lost Chris Brab, We lost Tyrus McGee. And that's the role that I was given. And if I wanted to get on the court and, and perform and be a part of the program, then that's what I'd had to do. Or else, uh, you know, uh, who knows if I would have been a cyclone. And, uh, you know, I, I accepted that because whatever role I'm given is what I'm going to do. So during those, the time of – you know, Fred being there, I had to catch and shoot, and that was my role. When Coach Prone came in, uh, we lost a lot of strength as far as George and Jamil and, and, and DeAndre. I mean, the list goes on. And we needed me to do more things than just catch and shoot. We needed me to finish. We needed me to rebound more and, and create for others. And that was just the title I was given. Um, you know, and I had to work on it a little bit more and knock the rust off. But I'd say there was a time for it, and that time came when Coach Prone came in. 
No, I, I actually uh, agree quite a bit. I, so you, so, I, so it sounds like to me like it was really just you being able to kind of go back to what you were what you were really good at in high school and kind of being able to return to that role, correct? Yeah, I, I'd say that. Um, and and again, just accepting the role that I was given. If Coach Prom needed me to just catch and shoot, then you know that's that's what I'd have to mm-hmm. do all four years. Um, but it, yeah. it wasn't the case, and that's why I came back. Well, we got just a couple more things we want to ask you, Naz. First, speaking of changing roles um, throughout their career, Nick Weiler-Babb, uh, who got some playing time time last year and wasn't expected to uh, necessarily lead the offense with Monte there, uh, wasn't expected to score a whole lot, was, was supposed to come in, give some hustle, uh, provide a spark off the bench. He's thrust into a completely different role this year and is just knocking it off the charts here in the last three games. Is that something that you saw in practice? I know that a couple of years matched up a little bit uh, with his redshirt year and last year. It, could could anyone have seen this coming uh, for the people that competed with him every day in practice? Yeah, absolutely. Um, everybody could. Um, and this goes back to when, uh, you know, Coach Fred and, and, and Coach Corn were recruiting Nick uh, to come at Iowa, to Iowa State and um, – you know, every from the second he got there, um, we knew it, and he he showed this every day in practice. So you know, he had to work on some things as far as his toughness and and you know things like that. But his shot, he would make some shots on me when I'd guard him a lot, and I mean his IQ was established. And we saw it, we knew it, um, we just knew it was just a matter of time. And uh, for him to come out as strong as he has and bounce back from that 0-2 start. Um, it's special, but uh, you know, I don't think it's any secret to the guys who have played around him. Um, one, I guess, kind of one thing I wanted to ask about a little bit too. So, I mean, uh, kind of the, obviously the big star coming in this season for the freshman was Lindell Wigginton. He's up uh, up from up from Canada as well. I mean, do you, did you have a relationship at all? Have you, I mean, have you talked with him? Because I mean, so far he's been he's been just as good as advertised this from, 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 from my money anyways. What, I guess, what are your kind of your thoughts on him? If you have a relationship with him at all or. Yeah, I actually know, I actually know his, uh, his older brother. Um, me and him came out of the same class in Canada and I played with him in an all-star game before. And uh, I knew about Lindell when he was real young, uh, through his brother Rodell. We actually played Rodell my junior year when he was at Buffalo and, uh, you know, the buzz was starting to really get, get going on Lindell, and I, I heard we had a shot at him. And through that, you know, I started to build a little bit of a relationship with Lindell and talk to him back and forth. And, um, again, that's another one that, you know, people shouldn't be surprised uh, about. And with that being said, I mean, I think there's even some more that he can unlock that he has. Um, you know, he's really athletic, man, can really create um, and, and finishes well at the rim. Um, you know, there's just there's another, you know, another stage that he's about to get ready to unlock as soon as he's real comfortable. But I think in the championship game, he showed that. And, uh, you know, I do have a relationship with him and, you know, I text him every so often to let him know, just keep on doing what he's doing. And, uh, you know, those guys are going to be in a great, great position with him being there. A nickname uh, that this site kind of came up from for you uh, early in your career was the threesis of, of Nazareth. Is that, a, is that a nickname <laughs> that, uh, you took liking soon. Is that is that transferred to your pro career? Um, yeah, I, I actually really liked it. I I thought it was pretty funny when I first saw it. Um, and with that being said, I I just hope nobody's offended. Uh, you know, and think it's sacrilegious. I don't mean to disrespect or anything like that. 
Uh, you know, because I do believe in God and so forth, you know, and so forth. And I know you guys mm-hmm. probably saw a little bit of that. But, um, you know, I, I think you guys are having fun with it. And uh, I think the fan base really enjoyed it as well, and so did I. Um, you know, it's not really something that uh, people have caught on to here at this next level because I'm not just fans still shooting threes and, and things like that. But uh, I wouldn't be surprised if down the line that came up again because, I mean, my name is Nazareth. I mean, it's no coincidence how you guys came up with it and, and whatnot, but I definitely did like it. Just if you if you got anything to do those nickname jerseys, are you gonna put threes on the back of it? <laughs> uh, I might. Uh, there's a couple other ones that you know some guys have given me, and, and I kind of like yeah, it as so well. But what are you throwing on the back of your nickname jersey? Uh, you know, it could, it could be it could be threes. It could be uh, Nazzy J. It could be Nazzy Spray. Uh, you know, those are some of the Nazi things spray. that some of the guys have. Yeah, Nazzy Spray. You know. It's the same thing as like three. Back in like your volume spray somebody up. Back in your volume shooting days, or what? Yeah, back in the volume shooting days when I used to jack it up and and, and be unconscious. But those <laughs> days are long gone. <laughs> <laughs> well, I uh, before I, before we let you go here, Naz, I I wanted to like I said I gotta I got to see you in person uh, for a few years, and then after I graduated, I you know watched watched from a distance or whatever. But I, uh, I wanted to kind of take the chance to, to personally to personally thank you. Uh, for just your contributions to uh, the Cyclone basketball program, because you know before Fred came in, we had some we had some lean years, and uh, but and you know there was obviously a lot of other pieces, you know George and DeAndre Kane and Chris Babb and uh, Royce White and all these uh, all these different players that kind of helped in this this ushering this new era of Cyclone basketball. Um, but I think it's pretty unarguable that you had an enormous impact. You know not just not just hitting the big game winning threes against Oklahoma State and I bowling twice in one year. God, that was a that was a war to be a cowboy. Uh, um, but you know, not just that, but it's you know, it's it's it was easy to see your leadership on the court, and you're you know, it's it seemed like you would really truly embrace you know, not you know being a part of the community and being a cyclone, uh, and you know, and like last year when you had kind of some of the new guys come in and being the being the uh, being the on court leader, I, I it was it was really special to watch. Uh, watch your contributions on and off the court to the to the program. So I guess I wanted to I wanted to personally thank you for that. Well, I appreciate that, man. Um, you know, it's guys like you and, and uh, you know everyone else in Ames, man, that just stands behind their Cyclone players uh, through and through, um, loyal forever, true. Um, that make it possible, man, and make it easy. And uh, you know, I genuinely mean, man, I'm a Cyclone forever, and I'm going to do everything in my power to continuously contribute. And, uh, you know, it's a Cyclone family for a reason. But I'll uh, thank you, you know, for supporting me even in the times when I didn't play and, and for believing in us and, and whatnot, man. So that means a lot. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Well, Nat, thanks for the thanks for the time. We'll, we'll let you get back to the gym because uh, I know you're working on uh, making it to the to the big show. And uh, we look forward to, to watching you uh, possibly play for the Utah Utah Jazz here later this year. Uh, I'd like to echo everything that Levi said uh, as well. Thank you for, for a great five years, um, and we appreciate you taking the time. I know our listeners will really love to uh, listen to this and, and get caught up on where you're at in your career. Thank you so much, man. And uh, real quick before I go, man, I just want to give a quick shout-out to one, the football team for their success and everything they're doing, and two, mm-hmm. Um, you know, for our basketball team, man, I, I just want to let you guys know and the fans know, believe in this team, man. Uh, 
Donovan Jackson, oh, yeah. Nick Wilderbab, you know, Jacoby, Solomon, those guys have been putting a lot of work for this year. And, uh, you know, the guys who have transferred in as well, man, they're, they're dedicated. They're, they're invested in this coaching staff, man. They, they've doing, they've done everything in their power to get prepared for this year, man. And I think it's going to be a good ride. Just be patient and always believe through the highs and the lows, man. But again, thank you guys for having me on. I appreciate it, man. What's your, uh, what's your score prediction for this weekend? Uh, for you talking football about football games, football. Okay. Hmm. I, I, I'm not sure. I, all I know is we just got to get a W. I know TCU's got to take a L. I think, what is it? Oklahoma state's got to take a L. What, no, Oklahoma state's little, out. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But whoever's got to win and lose. So we get in that big 12 championship game. So I could book my ticket, man. I just pray that happens. I don't care what the score is as long as we win. Fair enough. <laughs> Appreciate it. That was Naz Mitrilon, former Iowa State Cyclone, uh, current member of the Salt Lake City Stars uh, of the G League. Uh, it was great great talking to him. Uh, we're going to transition here to, to football real quick, give you some predictions for Saturday and get you out of there. Um, Levi, Iowa State comes into this game with seven wins already under their belt. I don't think a lot of people thought that was possible uh, at the beginning of the year. If you did, you were probably someone that was inside of the locker room because I think that's about it. Um, what what What's the secret to ending this skid against Kansas State football on Saturday? Well, I think the, uh, the, 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 magic, the magic formula to beating Kansas State is beating them at their own game, is uh, running the ball successfully, winning the turnover battle, and uh, being, being very successful on special teams. And uh, I think, I mean, Iowa State is better – than Kansas State in all phases of the game. They're better on offense. They're better on defense. They're better on special teams. Uh, so they really just need to go out and execute. Uh, don't turn the ball over. You know, if you can create a turnover or two here and there, that's great. Kansas State offense isn't going to blow you away or anything, and their defense isn't as good as, as it has been in previous years or as good as people thought it was going to be this year. Uh, so that's that's really my key there is just is just be better than Kansas State at their own game. Out Snyder, Bill Snyder. There's a big difference to me between eight and seven wins. You know, the difference between six and seven, uh, just from the general viewpoint of looking at that schedule, there's not a there's not a huge difference um, to me because either way you could end up at six or seven and six after a bowl game or six and seven or whatnot. Um, but getting to that eight wins, that's something that Iowa State uh, hasn't done in a really long time, dating back to I think the Sage Rosenfeld's Insight Bowl year. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. In a way, it, it would. It would be it would be kind of bittersweet to me to see them get to eight wins just because I know how close they were to getting to nine or, or ten wins and getting to that Big Twelve championship game. But um, we'll certainly certainly take the win uh, if we can get it. And just sending Bill Snyder out, we assume that this is going to be his last year. Uh, sending him out uh, with a loss, not that uh, we don't like Bill Snyder because I think he's he's definitely one of the classiest coaches in Big Twelve and someone that Matt uh-huh. Campbell's probably trying to model uh, this program after, but just the curse of all these close losses to them with, with teams that I think that we probably could have beaten them, but uh, you look and they're not committing penalties. They're they're doing all the things that Iowa State uh, is doing this year. So it'd be a, a perfect way to cap off, cap off the year. Yeah, absolutely. Couldn't agree more. Well, at this point, I, I think it's it's time to make make some predictions. Um, so we'll we'll start with you. How do you how do you think this game's playing out? Uh, it's at two thirty on on Saturday, ESPN two. 
You have a long day of Iowa State uh, football and basketball. The game football game will lead right into the basketball game, which starts at 7 on Cyclones TV. So uh, prediction for Saturday's football game at Kansas State, Levi. So I'm, I, I, I mean, it's going to be a lower-scoring game. Kansas State games have never been particularly high-scoring. Usually they end up in the low 20 to high teens type thing. So I'm going to go 24-17, good guys. Uh, it's probably going to be a little bit closer than maybe people are expecting just because that's just, that's just how Bill Snyder ends up playing. They're, that that game is always close. Even if Iowa State is really not very good and Kansas State is and is really good, you know, contending for a Big 12 title, uh, that game is still close. And now obviously – and I, I would – I would say most people would agree that Iowa State is a better team than Kansas State, but I think it'll still be close. Um, but I think we have enough offensive firepower, enough uh, enough explosive plays are available when Zeb Noland is in the game um, that that it can make the difference. And, and the defense is, is good enough at locking up. They'll probably It wouldn't surprise me a ton if they started off with a four-man front, just knowing that uh, Kansas State loves to run the ball, especially with the quarterback. You'll see Joel Landon get a lot of action. He'll probably have a, a pretty good a pretty good tackle number because he'll be basically in charge of a spy on the on their quarterback, and they'll be running a lot of option, a lot of a lot of read option, a lot of uh, inside inside runs. They'll probably run some pitches and stuff like that. So this will be a good game. Uh, test out the run defense a little bit more. Um, and the, I would like I said, I guess my guess is they'll probably start with a four man front just because they know that Kansas State isn't going to try to air you out or anything. Um, so yeah, I'm going to go with 24 or 17. Good guys. I'm going to go with my palindrome of the week. We'll go 32, 23. Good guys. Uh, cover the, cover the spread. Iowa State's right now a two and a half point underdog, which, uh, isn't, isn't out of the norm this year. They've been an underdog in, in nearly every game they've played yet. Um, have won certainly more than, than they've lost. So, uh, we'll go 32, 23, uh, good guys, eight and four. And, uh, possibly be able to get up into that Alma bowl range. I think that would be, uh, that'd be just an outstanding bowl for Iowa state. Uh, it's the first big 12 selection outside of the new year's six bowls. Uh, it would certainly be moving the needle forward for a program that, uh, you know, as Matt Campbell would say, no longer a bullshit program that, that cares about only getting to six and six. So, yeah. uh, Levi, I, I hope that, uh, we didn't have too much heavy breathing today. Uh, I know we had some a couple <laughs> listeners last week that, that that were worried about us or, or maybe or maybe myself. Uh, I think they were. Worried, I, like I want to let them know. I <laughs> it was it was hard to what, contain what? the uh, the the heavy breathing after a four and weekend and, and then talking to Naz and in the same deal. But I I tried to I tried to sit up this time. I tried to keep the micro microphone away from my mouth and uh, I didn't Holding do my Pilates or anything time. like that before. Yeah, it yeah, yeah. didn't do any treadmill running or anything, yeah. But we do we do appreciate feedback, and if you have more feedback, you can always tweet at us, write a comment on the blog, uh, or give us give us an iTunes review, uh, five-star review, even even if there's heavy breathing. Uh, if you need to knock us down to a four-star, I, I get it, but give us, a, give us a recommendation and give us a five-star review as well. Uh, we'll try and bring more guys like Naz Mitri Long on. We enjoy talking to him. Uh, I know you guys enjoy uh, listening to see how he's doing. Uh, anyone else coming down the pike right now that we're working on, Levi? I got I got uh, got a couple a uh, couple interesting uh, characters. We'll be we're looking at it's still kind of trying to work out times and and uh, getting them getting them actually in here because they have some busy schedules. But I think uh, we have some good guests 
possibly coming down the pipeline. That's a great tease. You've, what, you've been doing this for a while now. You know oh, yeah. how to you know I, how to tease it with, without. <laughs> All right. Well, we're going to we're going to call this show a wrap. So as always, thanks for listening. Don't to, forget to subscribe on iTunes. Uh, enjoy and go Cyclones. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Stop by any of the 108 Atlanta area O'Reilly Auto Parts stores where you'll find everyday low prices on the parts you need to keep your vehicle at its best. Our guaranteed low prices ensure you're always getting our best deal. In fact, we'll match any auto parts store's price on any like item. O'Reilly Auto Parts. Better parts, better prices every day. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts.